12 weeks up, it's another episode I told you long time ago, we about to explode I said, with something mean, supposed to be easy But I showed up, it's awesome and I done it, be amazing But enough about me, yes we all played the part to make it this far But honestly, when it wasn't for the fans, it would've been killed a long time ago Bio, born on SG, grew up on CDP Baby mood, I didn't got it wrong, we call it PG Yes, this is going to be such an awesome show with my late internet. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the brothel. This is the Trophy Horse Podcast, episode 280. I am returning for the second week in a row. I yield to no one as your host. Also joining me is Tricky. All right, I got to bring the show to a screeching halt. I know we just started. Skirt! Um... I got I to gotta get something off my chest, and I, I hope my uh, horseman brethren... Uh, actually, you know what? Go, introduce them first and come back to me. Okay. So, since Tricky wants to end the introductions with a flair, yeah, join us this week yeah. again. You like that, don't you? Also joining us this week Woo! is our replacement whore, Frosty. It's a me, a Mario. Happy to be on the trophy horse to talk about the Nintendo Switch. Oh, Jesus Christmas. <laughs> oh, my God, it's starting already. <laughs> well played, sir. And also joined us is somebody also excited about the Switch, Mr. Rain. What's the business? And Tricky can now go on his rant. Okay. You, you guys know on this show we 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 try not to talk about political things religious things um and racism things but something happened last night as of this recording that really pissed me off you know a couple weeks ago we talked about uh, how madden was going to be included in the colin kaepernick uh neil and during the national anthem and you know, I, I said my piece there that that's his choice, whatnot. We didn't think it should be in a video game. But last night at a preseason Miami Heat game, a girl who was brought in to sing the national anthem walked out, opened up her shirt, which, according to everybody in the league, didn't know she was wearing, and exposed a Black Lives Matter shirt. And that's fine. You want to wear a Black Lives Matter shirt? That's fine. What pisses me off is then she proceeded to get down on one knee in protest of the national anthem and then proceeded to sing the national anthem. And nobody is saying, what the hell is wrong with this girl? Nobody yanked this girl off the state, uh, off the court. Nobody said anything. Uh, I don't even know the commissioner's name, but the commissioner of the NBA came out with a rule. They said everybody must stand for the national anthem. And then in a preseason game, you're letting a girl who's protesting the national anthem sing the national anthem. Does this piss off anybody besides me? No, I mean, I read this earlier today, actually, and, you know, it does piss me off. Um, especially since she's being paid to sing it. Okay, it's uh, it's an honor to be to, to sing the national anthem for, for any event. Uh, I wish I could sing. I wish somebody would ask me to sing the national anthem. You know, it's a, it's a, a proud moment in, in someone's lives to do that. Uh, I don't know. I, I think this is wrong. Um, you know, being from the South, 
yes, I'm conservative. Uh, yes, I'm uh, somewhat re- Republican, whatever. Uh, but, you know, we don't really talk about politics much in our shows. Um, it is a sensitive subject. Uh I could go. I can go on all day about this, but you know, at the same time, uh, we are a PlayStation podcast. <laughs> exactly, but uh, yeah, I think it's wrong. I, I, personally, I I know I, that, I know we don't go there. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Rain. Uh, I will get let you go. I know we don't get into this, but for some reason, I just I feel compelled. Like I, I keep my mouth shut about a lot of things because I you know say what you will, and I know the jokes are going to come. Us as whores, with the amount of listeners we get, I consider us to have some kind of celebrity status. And I know that sounds like I'm being egotistical, and I don't. I'm not. But I know there's people out there that listen to what we say, and they have opinions on our opinions and whatnot. And I try to to skate that line. But this, I cannot hold back on. This, to me, just royally pissed me off. I, I am so patriotic. And you want to protest? Fine. That's your right. I think it's wrong. But... I'm sorry. Rain, go ahead. So I'm going to take the devil's advocate uh, position on this. I personally don't think that anybody's actually protesting the song, the national anthem. They're using the time while people are celebrating or singing the national anthem to protest the treatment of black people in America. They're not actually saying they disagree with the song. They're not saying that they're they don't love America, and this is this is the position that I see, that they're just trying to use this high profile situation to bring people's attention to something that needs to be addressed in this country. So, you know, whatever your your opinion is, the disrespect or whatever, I don't think that they are actually protesting the song the national anthem, if that makes sense. Uh, Whether or not she should have done it, that's, once again, that that falls, some people agree, some people don't. Um, She was being paid to sing the national anthem. She sang the national anthem. Depending on what the contract or whatever stated, if there was a contract in there that said that she had to do it, standing up with her hand on her heart, whatever, as long as she followed the letter of that contract, she's legally entitled to be paid if they don't want people kneeling during the national anthem, that needs to be in the contract. Like, it's it's a business deal just like anything else. We're a capitalist society, and this is how business works. Well, they That's did, just, I mean... He, the commissioner did come down and say that players, coaches, they had to yeah, stand. And, now, and he now can. She's not he a, absolutely she, can. He can regulate right, the players and the and, coaches. And she's not a player or a coach salary. either. She's not a player or a coach. I get that. Exactly. But I, I would think that... Like, I mean, just using logic that obviously if the commissioner is coming down and saying all players and coaches must stand, then obviously some, somewhere in that contract it had to have been the same way for her. I, I disagree. I honestly don't think that whatever the commissioner says applies to the guy in the stand selling popcorn or the dude who's holding the camera for NBC or TBS or whoever. Like, his rules follow on the teams, the players, the coaches, the, league the, the staff. Union. It's it's not going to fall on the people who, I mean, in all honesty, she was either hired by the team or by the venue or somebody else. She wasn't necessarily directly hired by the league to sing that song. Well, okay, but can, can I take it a yeah, step further with you? I, I, I just want to take it a step further because 
I, I get exactly what you're saying, that the, the team and the league are two separate entities. I get that. But, again, we're, we'll talk about another situation. We're not diving into that situation. You look at the, um, the uh, what's his name, Sterling from the Clippers. Sterling said something in his private home that was recorded, and they wound up forcing him to sell his team. So the NBA does have a say over what a team does. But yeah, once again, he was an owner of the team. He he literally was in a contract with the NBA. The odds are this young lady was not in a contract with the NBA. She just had a contract with the team or the venue or whoever set up for her to sing the national anthem. I mean, it, I, I, it is what it is. I mean, everybody's going to have their issue, their their opinion on this because it is a hot button issue. But I mean, I'm looking at it purely from a business standpoint and also understanding kind of where she's coming from or where the protesters are coming from. And I don't believe that they are actually protesting the song of the national anthem. They're not necessarily even protesting America. The odds are good that the vast majority of these people are proud to be Americans and they're proud to live in America, but there are certain things that are happening in this country that they're trying to draw people's attention to. And this is a very good venue to do so because everybody's paying attention to it. So yeah, it's going to piss off you. It's going to piss off somebody else. It's going to piss off everybody, but guess what? Now we're talking about it and that's what they want Yeah, ab- because otherwise right it just gets swept underneath the rug. And you're absolutely right about that. And before I let yield go, uh, just want to say one thing. I, I get what you're saying about them not protesting the song, but I've actually heard people who were kneeling, you know, athletes that were kneeling or sitting or whatever they were, they actually came out and said that the national anthem is a racist song. So just playing. Okay, I mean, devil's that, that may be their personal point. take on it. Right. I don't necessarily think that's representative of the entire group. Just like anybody, you know, I mean, when, when a cop goes out and shoots somebody, it's not, it's not all cops, you know, just when, you know, all of that stuff. Like, the, it, you can't take what at least a few people believe and apply it to the entire group. And, and so that's, that's just how I feel. I, I feel like this girl, obviously, she was singing the national anthem. She probably did a pretty decent job of singing it. She probably definitely has some respect for the national anthem and for the position that she was given. But she also wanted to use the opportunity to, to help further a cause that probably needs some attention in this country. And that's, I mean, that's all I have to say on that. All right. Yield, we'll let you, I'm going to let you say peace, and uh, you can go back to host. I'm sorry. So I, I guess in a way this is no different than what I read the other day where an in all but one football player didn't even come out for the national anthem. It was some small college. I, I saw it on Facebook where, like, all, the whole team – didn't even come out during the national anthem, but one player did because he felt it was disrespectful not to. So I, I kind of feel it kind of on the, on, along the same lines. I ultimately, does it aggravate me or piss me off? Yeah, it does. But um, hearing what Rain was saying, thinking, thinking it that way, that makes a lot of sense, you know, business wise. Personally, you have a right to protest um, as long as you're protesting it the way it's intended. Um, I don't agree with using the national anthem, but uh, like Rain was saying, everybody's watching. So that's how you're going to get people to start asking questions. Why are you doing that? Um, the whole reason behind the protest is it, it is a 
matter that does need to be talked about. It does need to be looked into. So I'm not against that. I just personally feel that maybe it could have been done a different way. But at the same time, you can't sit there and go, well, you can't protest that way. Because when you start doing that, then you start going, well, then you can't protest that way or that way. So and it kind of defeats the purpose of a protest at that point. And it, de- yeah, and then it defeats the purpose of a protest. So, I mean, as as long as people don't go too far and start storming the fields or the courts and and whooping on someone because they're doing that, you know, they 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 have a right. And as long as they're not being overly disrespectful, because I mean, a lot of us feel that that is disrespectful. But as long as you're not going out there and being I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. I mean, treasonous? Basically, I guess as long as you're not being a... Do what? Treasonous? Yeah. I... You, I, I guess you're all right. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of them things of I'm almost on the fence because I can see it one way. Okay. And then another part of me is like, man, that, that just ain't but right. But that, that's all that anybody so, can ask. They, they, they can only ask that you at least can see it from the other side. Whether or not you agree with it, that's that's your own personal decision to make. But you need to be able to put yourself in their shoes and understand why they're doing it. That's the only thing that anybody asks. And see, I, I honestly, I, I, as, I, as honest as I can be, I can see the other side of the protest. Like, I can see the reason for the protest. I just, I, me personally, I feel it's extremely disrespectful because there was even a story that a a local high school brought World War II veterans out to the game to honor them and then stood them in front of teenagers who they, or excuse me, stood them in front of cheerleaders who they knew were going to kneel during the protest to protest. To me, that I've seen just as many stories of veterans who have gone to games and kneeled with the team. Like, I mean, you get you get both sides from from all directions. I haven't seen that, but I I, I've actually seen an article which showed a picture of a guy who was a Vietnam veteran who actually went down and kneeled during the national anthem during a girls volleyball game, a high school volleyball game. And then each of the team members went up and shook his hand immediately following the national anthem because he said that he fought. For them to have the right to sit through the national anthem, and, and he, see that—that's exactly that's what right. I was going to say. I was—I was talking. I, I read something online. It was a wide receiver for the Seahawks. One of his buddies is a Ranger. Anyway, he's—he's he's, one of his buddies is in the military. That is kind of, you know, I, I, I want to say a Ranger, but he—he he asked him about it. Okay, what what is your thoughts of it? And he said basically what Rain said that I defend the country for people to have the right to protest. So if that's how they want to protest, then if anybody tries to interfere with that protest, then I will defend them because that's their right. And after I read that, I was kind of like, you know what? He's got a point. Absolutely does. You you can't argue with that. I just there's a lot of us that probably doesn't agree that like I like I said earlier, this may not be the ideal way to protest it, but it's getting people to talk about it. Yeah. So, but then I, you could I'm argue not, I'm not I'm, 
I'm not going to go out and get my, my 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 torch and pitchfork and go. Yeah. You know, burn somebody because of it. I can just sit back and just kind of go. Don't think I'd have done it that way, yeah, but that's I, that's understandable. That's, and that's the thing is is since you and a large portion of the country, I mean, at least three quarters of the people sitting on this podcast right now don't agree that that is a good form of protest. That is a good form of protest because you're going to get upset and that's going to draw attention. If they decided to go stand in front of a movie theater and pick it, maybe a, a news outlet will talk for about 15 minutes on it. But now guess what? All the national news, all the sports news, all the bloggers. I mean, we're a damn PlayStation podcast right now talking about this. You're absolutely so right. They're bringing attention to the cause. I, I kneel every time Clemson's fight song plays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. I, I'm sorry that I brought the show to a whole. I kneel every I, time I, the Buckeyes lose. But I like. I'm sorry I brought the show to a whole because I'm not the host. But I, I, good conversation, and I, I just felt like I had to say my piece. I agree wholeheartedly with Rain saying though because it, it's. I don't. It's their I don't right. agree with the protest, but if it, if it is their right to do it, just do it peacefully. Well, by God, to, don't don't raid our streets and start riots. My my please. my whole point is. Uh, and, and well, that don't prove your point at all. That just proves the other side. My <laughs> my my whole point is the fact of like she was getting paid to do a job. To me, to go in there and do that, it, it's disrespectful. Like Kaepernick, he gets paid to play football. He doesn't get paid to to do something for the anthem. She was getting paid to sing that national anthem. She should have done it well, in a manner of what you do as a job. But I'll, gar- I'll, I'll almost guarantee that from here on out, like Rain said, business contract, it'll almost be written in the contract that you have to do it this way. You know, bra- bra- bravo to her for... And yeah, I don't say they must have scored. So, you know, bravo to her for finding the loophole in her contract. You, you right. got, you got, you got to applaud. You got to applaud that. Right. I will at least, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm always, I'm always one for sticking it to the man. So, all right, uh, I, I, all right. Let's move on. But before we move on, I have to let the listeners know. Listeners, if you just heard that loud horn that Yield said they must have scored, I have a, a, a NHL goal horn that goes off every time the Rangers playing uh, score a goal, and the Rangers just scored a goal. So that might go through. A couple times through the show, uh, and so I'm if gonna, you, if you I, actually sync that up, you take the timestamp of when that alarm went off. You can find out exactly what time we were recording on the day that the Rangers were playing, because yes. that was the first goal they scored. <laughs> yes, and uh, I'm, I want to give a big <laughs> motherfucking twerp you to yield who just typed into the dial to score. <laughs> asking me, asking me if the Islanders score is like asking Yield did Michigan just score? They probably did when they're playing this year. Go ahead, Yield, take over the show. So, um, let's yay, bring video back games. Vigia games. Yeah, yay, Vigia games. Um, let's go with our updated trophy count. I will lead us off. I am at a level twenty-three with a trophy count of four, two, six, six. And I'm shining up my new platinum at level six or number sixty-one. <sighs> In what game? Trying three. Ah. And I was I was slightly 
I shouldn't say disappointed, but I really thought that that spoilers. If you don't want to hear, fast forward a little bit, like a minute or two. Yeah, hold on. Um, I thought that it, I thought the game would come. What? No, 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 no. It's not like overly majorly spoiled. No, no, no. I just wanted to give a, sh- a quick what? shout out to Kali because c- last week when you spoiled Batman, I put in a little spoiler tag beforehand, and she actually sent me a message yeah. saying thank you for the spoiler tag because I hadn't played it yet. Okay. So, um, I I thought I thought trying three would be like the end of the series, and it that actually isn't. So I was kind of surprised by that. But anyway, um, tricky. Where are you at? I had to just update my trophies on the agenda. I was gonna say no. it's it's changing by the second over no, here. No, I I see that. If that's the if that's the case, hold on here. Let me change mine. Well, nobody updated the uh, the trophies on the agenda like I asked them to. Uh, I am. Why well, didn't see? I am level thirty. Total trophies of seven thousand four hundred and thirty-three, with a plaque count of sixty-three. And I just want to say I am ninety-eight percent on level thirty. So hopefully by the next time you hear this, I will be a level thirty-one gamer. It's hardcore. Ooh. Frosty, where are you at? I am a level 14 oh. with a tro- trophy count of 1,653 with a plat count of 9. I, I like how you got it set up. I like how you got it set up as 09 on there, so it's double digits like everybody else's. No, I didn't put that. <laughs> now, that, that was, uh, but yeah, that was tricky with his OCD that like, everything had to line up. It, everything had to be lined up right. I guess it's my turn then, right? No? Mister. Yes, it is your turn. So I'm sitting at a level 19. I have 3,231 trophies. That may be like three or four more trophies than the last time I was on. I know it's at least one more. Uh, platinum count's still at 38. We, we have breaking news. Frosty has just now, since given his count, earned 81 Platinums. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. And then they went away. He's earned. Earned eighty one plat. Yeah, because for a second it was changed to ninety instead of oh nine. Is it? Yeah, instead of zero nine, it was nine zero. Oh. Ah, uh, okay, I missed it. See, I was trying to look up Alex's to see if his has been updated. Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to assume my- just oh, uh, just you know my logic. Since he's in a house that has no internet, okay. and that's why he's not on the show. Chances are his account has not updated. Yeah, it's probably not. Well, but I, I still have to check, and it hasn't been. Alex is still level 28 with a trophy count of 5745 and 81 Platinums in 80 games. Right. And since Lucia isn't here, we'll just read off what he is because my internet won't work fast enough since I'm already to him. He is a level 26 with a trophy count of 6318 and a Platinum count of 26, chasing down Tricky. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Uh, I, no, again, no, no, no I, com- really, really, really. That's not that's not gonna happen because I'm two behind you. Two. Well, that's only because I haven't really been playing games. Uh, I, I, like my inner host oh, skills are coming excuses. out. Um, there was a question in the. You want you want to host? No, I don't want to host. There was a, a question inside the okay. Facebook group asking uh, why is Frosty on the show every week. Um. We we never actually said he's our replacement show. whore. Uh, Frosty, I've is been going, saying the last two weeks. <laughs> Frosty is going to be on the show uh, for the foreseeable future because Alex, as you guys know, just moved into his new house and doesn't have internet. So for the time that Alex is gone, uh, we're going to have Frosty as our replacement whore. 
And then so. everybody else is just so inconsistent with as many shows as they show up, so I'll probably be on a lot too. Yes, and <laughs> currently, currently, well, hey, I, hey, hey, I've here, I'll warn, I'll warn all of Hordum now. See, Alex is gone for for until his internet comes back. I am close to getting my house done, which doesn't have internet at the moment, so I may be in that same spot. So these guys may be around for a while. No, Cause, man. Because you guys do know, uh, you know, Halloween is like next week, and we do have the Trophy Horse Killer on the show, so everybody should watch their back. <sighs> kill, 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 kill. I said that's how you should come into I don't every know where to show. Go with that. that means I have to record two you know, podcasts speaking, every Sunday for the foreseeable future. Speaking of speaking of things that should be killed, um. Sony Worldwide President, uh, Shohei, I was, I'm a butcher's first name, Shohei what a, Yoshida. What a savage, what a savage segue. It was, it was appropriate. It was, wasn't it? I, 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 I liked it, though. It takes jabs at, at, at it, and everybody would hate me for if it. If ever there was a game that could be, con, that could be considered like a zombie. That it's it would so savage, we even skipped over a whole topic. We did not skip over a whole topic. See, now you've totally derailed the show. I got to go back to my Google thing. No, See, yeah, no, one. did not did not oh, complete it. It's the first one. It's the other anyway, one. Shohei Yoshida no, no, said on Twitter. No, Fro- Frosty Twitter. is showing it right now. We forgot to talk about what we're playing. You totally jumped right oh, over there. What that. we're playing? Totally jumped right over there. You know what? We'll go. You know what? We'll go back to that. It's the beauty of editing. Oh yeah, make my job harder. Thanks. That that was the mission from the beginning. That's what I said I was going to no, do. No, no, no. I agreed so, to let you talk about what you wanted to talk about. You're making my life easy. I'm on vacation this week. Tricky, what have you been playing? Rise of the Tomb Raider. That's yeah, it? The great. the game is absolutely fantastic. It was. What else do you need? Exactly. Uh, the game is absolutely fantastic. I love it. Um, it Better than the first? Hands down better than the first. Now, I know our resident... Well, maybe the spoiler Maybe the spoiler will be just as good. Oh! I know our resident hater, uh, Nate, who is uh, Frosty's new uh, co-host, uh, he did say he liked the first one, but we know that Nate's a hater, so, you know, take that what you want. No, Rise of the Tomb Raider is absolutely a great game. Um, I haven't even... The, the best part is I started getting DLC trophies without even realizing it during the main game. And I... I the game is great. It was worth the wait. I, I'm sad that we had to wait the extra year, but definitely worth the wait. Frosty? I have been... Well, I, okay. So I just finished playing Shadow of Mordor and got the plat in it. Uh, it's hella fun. I'm kind of kicking myself for waiting so long to play it. Um, I gotta play that I still too. have to play it. It's so good. It's really good. Um, if you like the Batman games and you like Lord of the Rings, you'll love this game. Um, cause I mean, this game controls just like Batman. It's got that open world. Uh, you got like a lot of side missions and stuff you could do. Um, defeating enemies gives you that nemesis system and... though. Yes. Yes. It's, it's great. Uh, a little overwhelming at first, but once you get the hang of it, it's kind of like, Oh, okay. These guys are never going away, but by killing them, I'll get experience and I can get stronger. Um, it's kind of how I looked at it. So, um, uh, but yeah, oh, but you could also, I, like, you could take those guys and, like, basically force them to be on your side. Um, I saw yes. a clip where they the, they had basically turned all the guys underneath, um, 
and then so the, the top guy the the head warlord like they showed up to fight him but uh, this person had turned all of the guys underneath him all of his bodyguards so he basically just like flipped a switch and they all turned around and killed their boss which was pretty dope yes that's actually a trophy uh so yeah it's, it's a great game um played that beat it got the plat uh I downloaded the Game of the Year edition on the digital sale, so I still have some some DLC I can play through. But I really needed a break from that game because I'd played it so much. I think I ended up beating it with a little over twenty hours, maybe, which isn't too bad. But oh, that's uh, not bad. Yeah. Um. But with the DLC, and I could easily put thirty, forty hours in the game total, if not more. Well, if you got all the DLC, you have to go for hundred percent. Oh, definitely, uh, and I will eventually. Um. So I took a break from that, and I've been craving some JRPGs in my life. So I went back on on the PS3. I downloaded digitally. Talk talk, talk about uh, time kill. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, I downloaded Soycoden Two on the PS3 digitally for like three dollars. Uh, that game physically is like two hundred fifty dollars. I actually know someone who owns it. That's and, nuts. Uh, Funny story, he actually got his hands on it from, he borrowed it from a friend of his. It's like a, you know, I'll borrow your game, you borrow mine. But his friend never returned his game, so he just kept his. And the game that he kept happened to be one of the rarest games on the PS1. Uh, So, but I downloaded that digitally and I'm playing it. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm about 20 hours into it now. It's a pretty meaty game. Uh, It's been a while since I sat down and played a good solid JRPG, so... Uh, once I finish that, I'm probably going to look into playing another one. Um, kind of got my eye on Lost Odyssey for 360, which I played when it first came out, and I really wasn't in the mood for JRPG at the time. Uh, so I put it down, and then years later, I ended up trading it in like a dummy. Um, uh, I think that's pretty much what I've turned one of my Vitas into is basically a JRPG machine. I've just been buying oh, yeah. and downloading them all on the flash sale. So I probably got like nine years worth of JRPGs to play on my Vita. So if they stop making games for it tomorrow, I'll, I'll still be using it well into the future. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, it's between Lost Odyssey and uh, Nino Kuni, uh, Wrath of the White Witch. I'm thinking about playing that. So, But I still have a ways to go on Sukoden 2. So I'll be playing that for a while. Um, also been dabbing into, or dabbling rather, not dabbing, dabbing's completely different. I've uh, been dabbling in uh, Life is Strange because the plat is super easy, super attainable. Uh, and, uh, how, how, how is that? You know, I've, I've, I've heard good things about that game and it's on, it's in, it's in the store for 10 bucks right now. It's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, because, you know, unlike, um, uh, games like Gone Home, you know, where it's got like more of a realistic approach. This game's got a very yeah. fictional approach to it, to where like you're this teenage girl who's you know um, uh, redeveloping a friendship with one of her old friends from middle school. She lost touch with. She's having her own issues in her life. Her friends having her own issues, and they're you know doing that thing. But uh, she gains this power or this ability to rewind time. Uh, that's totally realistic. These, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, <clears throat> and she's having these visions of like this tornado that's going to destroy the town on. So she, just like this build up to that. Um, but it's neat. It's really neat. Uh, you know, I, I love the I love the ur- I love urban settings and games where like you know <clears throat> you're in like a small town, small diner, or you know 
you go from there to like a, a high school and then like a two-story house, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I absolutely love stuff like that. So I wish there would be more games that took place in like urban areas that you could explore and, you know. Um, yeah, I've got this but, uh, game on my list of games to uh, sit down and play with my wife. It it hits me like a, like a Beyond Two Souls or a, a Heavy Rain or yeah. um, what was the, the horror one that just came out? Ah. Oh, until dawn. Until dawn, stuff like that. That yeah, like my my good. wife will actually get into and play with me. And this one seems like another one that would be really good for that. Yeah, it's good. Um, and the plat's super easy too. So I'm like on chapter three right now, so it won't be too much longer. I'll have the plat in that. So but that's what I've been playing. Troy or Mr. Rain? Yeah, no, Troy's good. I I, I respond to Troy. <sighs> anyway, um, so I've been uh, working on recruiting for the uh, New Mexico State University Extra Life team. So in doing so, uh, what I've been doing is I uh, take my PlayStation 4, put it in my backpack, and I go out to the uh, Student Union building here on campus. Uh, they've got TVs mounted on the wall, and I'll just set up there and like play some You Don't Know Jack or, or some of the Jackbox Party Pack games. That way, if somebody comes up and they're like, hey, what's this all about? You know, I can they, they can jump in and play with me on their phone or whatever, which is pretty dope. So I've been doing that. Um, I So... the the story behind this, though, is the other night I was there because uh, my wife was studying in the library. So I was like, oh, I'll just go over to, to Corbett Center and, and play some Overwatch. So I got one of the TVs and I hooked it up and I started playing Overwatch. Uh, time came for me to go pick my wife back up from the, the library, uh, turned off my PS4, unplugged it, you know, started putting it in my backpack. But as I was picking it up, I guess my finger brushed the either the eject button or the power button. I don't know what it was. Uh, but the power cable had already been pulled from the system, but I guess there was enough charge left in the system that, like, it it still had juice in it. So, like, the thing beeped, the light came on, but then, of course, it shut down within, like, a second uh, because, you know, there was no power. Uh, fast forward to last night, I was uh, plugging my PS4 back in because I was going to play some Overwatch because I've been playing Overwatch lately because they have their Halloween content right now. So I'm trying to unlock a lot of the Halloween skins and stuff like that. Um, so anyway, I plugged my PS4 in last night, and there was no signal uh, from the HDMI and I'm kind of freaking out. So I pull it and I hook it up to a different HDMI port on my TV. Same thing. Uh, the lights are all on normal on the PS4, like the white lights on. So there's, there's no internal issues with the PS4, but I'm freaking out. Cause like nothing's showing up on my screen. Um, I'm Googling, I'm, you know, on the Sony website trying to find any way to troubleshoot this. Uh, I basically had resigned myself to the fact that I had broken my PS4 in transporting it and I was going to need to send it in to get, to get fixed. Um, as a last ditch, I, uh, came upstairs to the bedroom and hooked it up to the bedroom TV and it had actually, uh, it caught a signal and it went through the whole checklist like it's like oh you didn't turn the the system off correctly so we're gonna check everything and once everything got checked out uh, it it all was fine so i had a mini heart attack yesterday thinking my playstation 4 had died but everything ended up being okay i'm sorry it, no. it's funny you say that because i had an, uh a similar situation happen to me uh just like that like i moved my playstation 4 from a man cave to the den hooked it up and uh and uh, um HDMI port that I was just using for a PS3 and it wasn't reading. Um, so I switched ports and it still wasn't reading. So like I let it shut down or whatever. And, uh, I can't remember what I did. I think I just switched it again to like port two and turned it on and ended up showing up. So I was like, but boy, that's, that's one of the scariest feelings ever when that shit just stops working. Yeah. So I, that I, I, I've, I've had that, 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 uh, you didn't shut it down properly pop up for me, but, that was because the power went out. Yeah, <laughs> when I was when I was playing, 
I didn't shut it off as the storm was coming through and the power flickered and it shut off and I'm just like, really? So I'm so uh, oh, I guess may my, have an error. My moral of the story is that if if you pull your power on your PlayStation Four, give it a second before you touch those stupid capacitive buttons on the front because there's a chance that you're gonna set something off and your shit's gonna get fucked up. Yeah, they beep after you <sighs> unplug it. See, my my problem is I keep my PlayStation in uh, rest mode all the time. So if the power flickers or something like that, my controller doesn't work, and then I have a mini heart attack when I'm hitting the button, and my PlayStation's not turning on. Yeah. Well, see, oh, oh, no, that's what happened. It was in rest mode because I was downloading something. And, yeah, the power flickered overnight. And I'm like, why is my system off? One of the worst things that ever happened to me is I was playing uh, Battlefield 4. It was, like, one of the first games I had gotten from my PS4. That is a horrible thing to happen gun. to you to have to play Battlefield 4. Especially at launch. That was horrible. <laughs> well, I, you know, I didn't have that many problems with Battlefield 4. So, i got to be honest. Um, don't ask me. I mean, we, I was just lucky. We, but, we uh, completely derailed the story. He was like, I forgot what I was saying. He's like, I don't even remember what the story I, I, was. <laughs> no, nah, I was uh, having, having flashbacks. I was like, uh, PTSD was kicking in. Um, no, nah, so I was playing Battlefield 4, and I beat the campaign, and I went back to, to beat it on hard and get all the... I think there's collectibles in that game, correct? Um, I don't know that there's directly collectibles. There's some trophies that are like, um, if you are in this spot of the map and you see like a dinosaur in this hole or some weird shit like that, like, but I don't know that there's actually collectibles I, I that you. I can remember at least. Uh, yeah, well, I was uh, I was playing the game on hard, and I was like on the last level, and my grandmother had come to visit me, and I, I paused the game, and the trailer I was living in at the time I was renting uh, had one of those light switches that controls your outlet, <laughs> and oh. she she was leaving. Flipped the wrong switch. She, yeah, she flipped the switch, thinking it was like the porch light. And I was like, oh, it's fine, Grandma. You bake me some cookies, make it up to me. And uh, I turned. Turned the PS4 on and my my data had gotten erased. Yeah. That oh! sucks. Also, yeah, I, I thought you were talking multiplayer. Definitely in single player, there was collectibles in that game. Okay. Gotcha. That sucks, dude. That sucks. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that sucks that was balls. The, was one of the, and but you know what? My, my PS4 has, has shut off before. Like, I, I had an old uh, power or uh, surge protector. Uh, I had a short in it that, that caused my PS4 to. to turn off i've had you know storms have turned my console off uh yes i play games in the storm uh i shouldn't i know um but i've never had data erase but that was the only time but uh yeah it sucked it was an awful feeling and yield what have you been playing thank you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I've been playing my my mystery game that I refuse to announce until I, I secure the platinum. I've been playing obviously trying three because I got the platinum in that. I jumped back into Mad Max and was messing around in it some more. And I uh, would have been playing Rock Band Rivals, but someone didn't get me a code that they said was going to have me a code, but we won't name names tricky it's not so, my fault that's what i've been playing this it's, week it's never so, so, <laughs> oh. the, la- the last little conference or i guess you could call it that i went to i met with some harmonics guys and i called them out on their 
their bullshit lie at PAX. Uh, Yield, you know what I'm talking about. About about the free online yes. play? And the guy said uh, he, he hears us, and it was worded wrong at PAX, and they really apologized. And I, I turned to the guy. I said, well, listen, I, I can tell you right now, which, you know, this is a little embellishment, so if I'm honest, you listen to it. I'm sorry, I kind of lied to you there. Uh, I said, I know people that are refusing to buy rivals because they feel like they got gypped. You know, this is something that should have given the game. And the guy goes, you know what, I'll give you a couple codes, you know, just to ease off. And if you can go on your show and tell everybody that we're sorry and, you know, give away a couple codes, I, you know, I would appreciate it. And I was like, okay, send me the codes and we'll work out the deal. Well, Harmonix, you didn't send me the code, so everybody, don't buy Rivals. <laughs> Jeez. And that's how Proven Gamer took oh. down a video game developer. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, what? I, I'm, I'm, what? I'm just one court, one court, one court at a time. I, I'm just joking. Everybody, if you if you're in the rock band, go buy Rivals. I just think you know the. I, I think the guy honestly just lost my email and probably just. Forget to send me the code, but in reality, I, I, I'm sure I, I'm sure Tricky will be reminding him about that. Yeah, too. well, I, I'm going to see him again in about uh, three weeks, so maybe I'll have a code for you there. Ah, okay. Well, speaking of something that people are waiting on, I don't uh, know who. apparently the last Guardian is done. It's gone gold. You can boo me all my one. I've never said my segues. No, 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 I didn't boo you. I said, I said, oh, I said, I don't know who. Oh, so as I was saying about 20 minutes ago, Shohei Yoshida confirmed on Twitter that The Last Guardian was done. He said, and I quote, I've waited a very long time to say this. The Last Guardian has gone gold. I'm so excited for all to finally experience it. And then that tweet was deleted. But then Sony Interactive Entertainment producer... uh, June Yoshino said that um, it had had made a comment on Twitter as well that it had gone gold. Actually, I think you got that and backwards, every, though. It, I think the June yeah. Yoshino guy announced that it had gone gold, and then his tweet got deleted, and then Shu yeah. came on, and, and and his his tweet is still there. Because it's no in the update. Shu oh, sorry. So, <laughs> sorry, the way I read it, it th- that's how no I yeah, yeah. put Shu Hay it's in It's just a that, that, was at the, that was an update to the article. <laughs> No one deletes ah. shoes t- tweets. No one puts baby in the corner. So anyway, they, you know, sorry. So so Yoon Yoshino was that, said, it, you know, it, it, the game was done. It had gone gold. You cannot delete my tutula. Everybody's like, ooh, it's going to make the, re- the December 6th release date. And then it quickly got deleted. So, um... I guess those of you excited for The Last Guardian, it, it you'll actually get it this year. Maybe. What are the odds that this game Forever. is not one of the biggest disappointments of the year, if not mm. two you know, console it, generations? You know the game. You know the 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 game will come out. You know the to see here, right after Thanksgiving, they'll be like, "Yeah, we found some more bugs, so it'll be next no, year." No, at this point, they just need to put it out. It needs to go out. Like even if it sucks balls, just put it out. Yeah, that, uh, it's, not, yeah. it's not like they I don't mean, put out bad t- games and then patch them later. It's been, it's no, been 10 I, I years. I don't even think this is going to be a patchable thing. I just don't think this game is going to... It, it, 
it's a game that was made that was started like two console generations ago. Games in general have changed a lot since then, and I don't think it's going to appeal very much to people with modern sensibilities in video games. Uh, the people who you know haven't played a game since since the last Team Ico games, I think they'll probably love it. But I don't know how many gamers there are that actually fall under that category. Uh, there will probably be a lot that do like it, you know. But I think a lot of people will probably be doing that because they're uh, apologizing for it almost well, i mean you know like you get people like yield who say that no man's sky wasn't nearly as bad as people say it was um you know you you it's it's like stockholm syndrome you know like you you feel a connection with it so you want it to be good and so it, it has to be good in your mind even if it's really not good and i think this will be a situation like that i think i i keep saying everybody it, it it's the forever guardian it's not uh, here's the thing though Last Guardian, it's been in development for 10 years. I still don't understand how, like, I'm not going to sit here and begin to try to pretend like I know anything about game development, but what what one should assume is, you know, this game's been in development for 10 years. Why are you still running into bugs? Why are there still bugs that, you know, this game should have been in Q&A? And I feel like this game, you know, when we get it, it's going to be a huge disappointment. It's going to be short. Uh, I think the controls, if they're anything like Shadow of the Colossus, and granted, I love Shadow of the Colossus, one of my favorite games of all time, the controls were dated and clunky. And like you said, video games in general have changed since Shadow of the Colossus came out. You know, and this was supposed to come out in the PS3. And here we are now, 10 years later, there's there's still... I don't know. It was almost the brink of cancellation. Uh, this is this is just is, like what is it? Duke Nukem Forever, you know, like a game that stays and developed that that long. That you know, it started development so long ago. You you can't completely revamp it, you know. So it's it's still going to be built. It's going to be built on those foundations of of a game that was that was started ten years ago. So you know, I mean, it, it, there's limitations. The only people that'll truly love it are those that love those types of games. I mean, I, 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 I get crap because I played Duke Nukem forever and I stood up. I, I, you can go back and listen to any podcast, any, any of these episodes, and, and when Duke Nukem's mentioned, and I say forever is not a bad game. Is it dated? Absolutely. But if you play a Duke don't know, Nukem man. game... That game had problems. Really? See, yeah. I, 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 I enjoyed forever. It, 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 it was, was a Duke Nukem. It game. was a Duke Nukem game. It was what, silly. What do you want? It was silly, but at the same time, the more you played the game, and see, I played the game recently. Uh, I was forced to <laughs> remember the loot. Uh, the, they just had this, this glorious idea of playing Duke Nukem Forever, and I was like, okay, I mean that game's old, but we can play it. Whatever. So we played it. It the beginning of the game is ridiculous for 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 one. I mean, you're you're throwing feces on a wall, and and it's, it's like, come on, man. Uh, yeah, it's silly, it's funny, it's got a dark humor, it's Duke Nukem. But the more you play the game, like mechanically, graphically, the game starts to really decline. Um, well, mean, the game was in development for 14 yeah, but years. That, I mean, yeah, that's where we're coming yeah. from. Yeah. This that, whole that's what topic, I'm saying. You know, it's like, yeah, it, it's yeah. going to suffer the same thing. Like, this is a game that's been in development for more than 10 years, and it's going to show. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. I have a feeling that's what it's going to be. I don't want it personally. Like, I'm much more of a fan of Shadow of the Colossus than I was any Duke Nukem game. 
So, and I followed Last Guardian for years, and I was like, God, when is this game going to come out? I want to play it. Because coming off the hype of Shadow of the Colossus, seeing the screenshots and the trailers for, well, not trailers, but the screenshots and the hype and the articles coming out about Last Guardian, I was like, man, I cannot wait. Uh, I was super excited for it. But then it's just one thing after another, and you know, uh, and it's funny because you know I made the joke a while back about how they should release a documentary with this game of like, you know, the Last Guardian. What the hell happened? The untold uh, story. The untold story, and it's funny because Sony has been releasing behind the Guardian. Behind the Guardian, and I was like, oh my gosh, like it's perfect. It's coming. They're gonna give us a documentary of like the truth behind the Last Guardian, and what or happened. at least the edited truth. They're not probably gonna give us <laughs> yeah. the whole truth. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I wish this game well, but I think it's going to come out and it's going to get very mediocre reviews. I I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it comes out and it's good. Uh, if it's short, that'll be a, a travesty. Um, you know, for it to have been in development for so long. Uh, <clears throat> but what really concerns me is, you know, there have been... Uh, reviewers and, and companies such as IGN and GameSpot who've gotten their hands on the game and even they're like, yeah, this game's, uh, it's it might have issues at launch because even they were finding like small bugs and stuff when playing. So I don't know. I'm worried. Uh, I'm glad that it's finally going to get released. Uh, I'm definitely going to wait. I'm not pre-ordering it, I'll tell you that much. Uh, the key, the was, key with anything is to set your expectations correctly and not get involved in hype because hype kills dreams yeah yeah um you know i'm definitely like i for a while there i was that guy who would who would want to pre-order games um but since no man's sky i've kind of learned to just wait just wait it does not it's not going to kill you to just wait on a game you know unless you really want the special edition but but then there's no guarantee that this game's going to be good. So <clears throat> it's not going to kill you to wait. Mm-hmm. And I, I, hmm. I really think people should should wait until The Last Guardian is released. So keeping with the current video game world trend of remasters, Darksiders War Master Edition will be hitting the 1, the 4, and the Wii U November 22nd. Um, you say Wii U? Yep, Wii U. I did say Wii U. Is that that system Even that Nintendo that... put out? Yeah, it is. It's the system that they put out. I was out playing my Wii U Switch. last night. All right, it it it's not horrible. I was playing hey. Mario Kart. That was a Switch segue. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but that's See, not there, the next. There, that's there, not even the next that article. That was a good Switch. That was a good Switch segue too. There <laughs> Way is to ruin it, Troy. With the Wii U. But so so we're we literally just going to mention, hey, games for. we're just going to literally just mention, <laughs> hey, Darksiders is coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Wii U. Speaking of Wii U, <laughs> that, like, that was a horrible transition. <laughs> and it was completely skip over our third topic altogether. No, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that one. I just had to. There's nothing else to say to this. So I'd, That's I'm not it. Even it's really coming out November twenty second. The, the only other, it's like the, the only... closest thing you can get to a Zelda game that's not a Zelda game is that. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. It was the best non-Zelda Zelda game. The only other thing to mention is that, and if this is important to you, is that the game will run sixty frames per second on the four, the one, and the PC, and thirty frames per second on the Wii U. And and while Darksiders might be a closer relevance to Zelda, there's actually a system you could play Zelda on. 
That game's gonna be awesome. The Wii U, actually. The, oh the, my the, God! The, you guys, the NES. That's two segues. <laughs> the, the, the NES, the SNES, that, uh, the N64. That was my best segue. And I'm not even hosted right now. The GameCube, the the Wii. The Maybe Wii it's time U, we switch topics. And the Switch. And we will. <laughs> so if you paid any attention to Twitter this week, uh, I, uh, I or this past week, uh, Rockstar was setting the internet ablaze with tweets about what seemed to be Red Dead. And instead of streaming it out, like I think they should have, in a total of, I think, maybe two days, yeah. uh, they announced they announced Red Dead Redemption 2 coming out, uh, where is it at? Fall, fall of 2017. I was going to say March. Fall of 2017. No, but speaking I'm of March 2017. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Christ, <man. laughs> exactly. So, you guys are just dying to talk so about in it. Fall aren't of 20. <laughs> we are. So, in the fall of 2017, Red Dead Redemption 2 will be out. There was a trailer released on Friday. Short little. Complete, I think it completely was. Completely worthless trailer. A, a minute 20. It, yeah, really, all that it showed was it showed a, a vast frontier. And what looked like the Magnificent Seven riding off to something, a little bit of talking, and it was just kind of like, okay, it looks cool. The The only report on around the web is that the multiplayer experience will be something you haven't experienced before. It's going to be better than Grand Theft Auto V. It's called Red Dead Online. I, I don't care about the multi... Yeah, I, honestly, I don't care about the online. I want the story. So, and I know that speculation was even before this was even teased and announced that it was going to be a prequel. I couldn't gather any of that from the trailer, from the photo. You you might be able to say the guy in the middle looks like John so I, Marston. I'm thinking it's not a, a, a prequel only because if you pay attention to the settings in the trailer, uh, there are light poles and power lines, which, you know, means there's electricity. And I think the setting of the first Red Dead, uh, there was none of that. You know, like there, there were no power no, lines, there it were was, no street lights, things like that. And if you if you pay no, attention, it was just at the at the coming of the uh, of the yeah of all that. So, of so the basically, West what I'm modernized. I'm saying is that that based off of what they showed, this doesn't look like a prequel, which is good because if they name a prequel Red Dead Redemption Two, we probably got some logical issues there. I can't argue with that. That happens, though. It happens. Well, not really, because they named uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah. And that was a prequel to everything. Snake Eater. That was, that was the prequel to end all prequels. That was the prequel for and the, everything. <laughs> and, and the best in the series. I said it. Uh, Still in a dream. We're, we're not going I like. I think the, the setting uh, was great. Uh, I think there's, I mean, there's definitely good things about all of the the uh oh, the yeah, games yeah, in the Metal Gear series. I think a lot of that survival crap I, I could have done without. But I mean I love the setting and and definitely Snake Eater is one of my favorite Metal Gear themes. Uh but yeah, just the it, it's mainly the survival stuff, like having to eat and you know, go in and pick bullets out and dipstick and all that crazy nonsense. Anyway, we weren't even talking that about Metal delicious. Gear. Can we switch so this Red Dead online? Already? This Red Dead Online, I think, is exactly. Be we are going to switch topics. So, Tricky has been fighting me this all week. I've got Frosty's backing, so we're 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 doing this. We didn't even talk about so, Red Dead. 
<laughs> kind of did. You want to talk more oh, about no, Red Dead? I'm going to talk about the Red Dead Online because uh, GTA uh, Five, GTA Online, is like kind of like become a thing unto itself. People are treating it like like an MMO. Like people are are fucking role playing in this thing. Like they're going out. Like they just released their content with like motorcycle gangs and stuff like that. But from what I understand, they've had motorcycle gangs who have literally like formed within this this community. Uh, yeah. of GTA Online well before this DLC came out, which is kind of an interesting thing. Like, I mean, imagine, you know, being able to to actually, you know, in the, in the setting of Red Dead, like, have a posse that you literally, yeah. like, you've got a hideout and you're fucking out roaming the prairies and, you know, doing all kinds of crazy cowboy shit. Uh, but this is, like, your normal thing. It's like, you know, you, this is what you do. You and your homies, you get together online and you just fucking be cowboys. That's kind of dope. According to the reports, uh, the motorcycle gangs in GTA Five don't use auto aim. <laughs> it's a true story. I heard that. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of speculation that you know, due to the success of GTA Five Online, which is still still a, a very thriving community, um, and the game that is they still were charting be... five years after it came yes. out. Yes. Yes. Uh, there, you know, there's a lot of speculation that Red Dead was going to rely heavily on more on the multiplayer and less on the story because of the success of online. I don't know if Rockstar oh, would... I don't... I don't. I mean, it's speculation. That would it's be a mistake. I don't think Rockstar would, would do that. Because Rockstar's storytelling is just fantastic. I don't think they would do that. Yeah, their um, storytelling, their not world mention, building. Like, if everything is online, then that takes all the, the, right. the NPCs and everything like that kind of out of the equation. It just becomes, you know, players it, interacting with players. Not to mention, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And, you know, GTA 5 was perfect. It had a great story. It had great characters. And they added online. It just made the game better. Uh, so I think that's what they're going to do here. As, as, but it's going to be bigger. As long as, they don't, as long as they don't promise to you at launch and then wait like a year plus uh, you just, to give it you. To just you just killed my joke because I was about to say, how long do you think we have to wait for Heist and Red Dead Redemption 2? Boom! Because I, as, as much as I was all for Heist after it came out, I was like, yeah, I'm I I'm done. Not to mention, this will be the first Rockstar game on next gen console because you remember GTA Five got released yeah, on last gen for it for sure. Yeah. Yes, it was on three. So this game's gonna be massive. It's gonna be beautiful, and I can't wait because we need we need more Western games in our life. Good God! Score! See, look, 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 look. Even the horn agrees with Frosty. We need more Western games. Yes, yes we do. But I'll tell you what else we need, Rockstar. The hockey, the, the hockey a, gods agree. We need a god darn Max Payne 4. I will play that, yes. Play the hell out of that. We talking about like a linear, just a, a linear, brutal, bloody Max Payne 4. We need a good agent. About, I never played 3. A good, what? A good, <laughs> a good agent. You said Asian, okay? Oh, Asian. There's a T on the end. Yes, I thought he said Asian. This is this reminds me of the time when he was telling us about like he likes to watch hardcore porn, but with his accent, it sounded like he said he likes to watch hardcore porn. And we're like, what? Porn, porn star. So like that's how like Australians when they try to say porn, they say porn. I'm gonna go down to the porn store. Or however they talk, I can't do the Australian accent. You know, at this point, we have done at least seven segues into the next topic, and we haven't segued once. We haven't. We've done seven segues, and we haven't switched topics yet. There's eight. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Woo. 
So we all grew up on Nintendo. Yippee! At least I'm pretty sure we I'm pretty sure we all did. So unless you've been living under a gigantic asteroid moon sized rock, uh, I'm pretty sure you heard that the NX has a name. It is called Switch. Worst name ever. Which it it is. I I, I think the NX would have been worse than a whole lot better. But I but I, I I I'm I'm going with the uh the sellability of the whole switch. Um they released a a trailer for it showing you all the gimmicky stuff that it can do. And that was promptly about it. Um and it said it's coming in March of twenty seventeen. Um What's your guys' anticipation of this? I, I kind of the 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 whole the whole ability of it's a home console and but yet I can take it with me on the go and play it as a bigger handheld. I think it's cool. I like it. I personally probably will never use it to its full capacity because I will just use it as a home console. But I give them props for it. it it's, uh, what, what, what's your guys' anticipation? You guys want me to go first so I can get my hate out of the way? Go. Yes. Yes. Haters, go. Okay. I I applaud Nintendo for being inventive with uh, the idea that here. Here's my problem with the Switch. Gamers don't want another gimmick, and that's what the Switch is. They want Nintendo to step up, be able to compete with Sony and Microsoft in the gaming market. This, to me, from what we've seen, not to be fair, we haven't really seen much. But from what we've seen, this does not seem like Nintendo does even give a shit about trying to compete. Now, as Yield started this topic off, we are all growing up on Nintendo. Nintendo holds a special heart, a place in all of our hearts. Mario, Zelda, Metroid, the Power Pad, Duck Hunt. Those are all what got us into gaming. The Virtual Boy. <laughs> um, Rob! Uh, so... Like, as much as I want to see Nintendo succeed, it just seems like they just don't care. And they're going to cater to their market. And where I will give the Switch and Nintendo props is the fact that Nintendo realizes that their mobile, their mobile, not their mobile, their handheld department is their bread and butter over their home console. Nobody can match it. So, they made a home console, which actually turns into a... Hand, portable handheld. Props on that. Here's my problem. One, what's battery life on that screen? That's one. Two, if the entire system is that... Um, they have they have it. They... Go ahead. Oh, no, they haven't announced it. They haven't announced that yet. But, right. But but I did read I did read something that with the uh, the, techn- the chip and the technology that they're using, it's... It's kind of like a step to a half a step behind the four and the one, and that is because uh, I I, I think I may be in here, but the chip that they're using it's a it's an Nvidia um, Tegra Nvidia. will be Nvidia Tegra. It's it's basically a mobile go. processor. It right yeah it has a longer it, it has a longer battery life. So for when you take it on the, the go, the processor doesn't have a longer battery life. That's the battery. What it is is it's being built on the new. Uh, 
architecture, the 14 nanometer architecture, which if you know anything about PCs, uh, they just came out, NVIDIA just came out with their new graphics cards, the, the 1000 series. So like the 1080, the 1060, the 1070. And what the 14 nanometer technology is, is the chips are smaller, which means that they can put out the same amount of processing power or more process, processing power in a smaller chip. And the fact that that chip is smaller, the power has to go less distance. So it's it's pulling less power to do the same amount of processing or more processing power. So the chip itself should draw less power than a similarly powered previous generation chip. That's where that comes from. But I mean, the, the, the battery life really literally depends on the battery that they put in it. What he said. Yeah. No, I mean, but that's, <laughs> well, that's what it amounts to is, is it's, it's, a, it's a mobile processor. So... If anybody is thinking that this thing is going to compete with even the current PlayStation 4 or Xbox One, they're setting themselves up for disappointment. It's not yeah. It's not going to be as powerful even as the current, much less the Pro or the Scorpio that's coming out in a year. Well, that's that's kind of the point I was getting to is like I, I want to see Nintendo compete because I, I want to play that landmark drop your panties Zelda game. Like, and but you I, will be able to. That's the thing, though. Is is I, you know, I, this? I don't because that. that what's the new game being called? Breath, Breath of the of Wild. Wild. Breath of I, Wild. I watched the trailer for that, and like, as hyped up as I am to play a Zelda game, that trailer did nothing to excite me. But like, that's I, that's not the fault of the game. Like, you're not going to be able to play this game any better anywhere else. That's the thing is this being a Nintendo console, all of the Nintendo games for this are going to be top notch. Nintendo does great things with whatever hardware they've got. Like their games lend themselves to lower powered systems. So as long as you go into this knowing that you're going to be able to play the new Mario game, you're going to be able to play the new Zelda game, you're going to be able to play Splatoon or any of those Nintendo products, they're going to be top notch on this system because they're going to be designed for this system using the system's limitations in mind. If you're going into this expecting a console that's going to replace your PS4 or your Xbox One, that you're going to be able to go play the newest Call of Duty or the newest whatever and, and it to be on par with those systems you're setting yourself up for disappointment all right see this th this is where as as much as much as tricky saying that that he, he's got a problem with the gimmick and, and i say they slightly got a problem with the gimmick i have said in every facebook chat that i have been in and any any of my friends co-workers that'll listen to me talk about this <laughs> i have said i have and, and honestly i people will agree with me on this the only way even even if it's subpowered and w which we all know that it's going to be the only way Nintendo can get back into, quote, relevancy of, of gaming is we all know you're going to have Zelda. You're going to have your new Mario. You're going to have Mario Kart. You're, you, they showed a Splatoon. They showed Skyrim Remastered. And they showed the list of devs, which I, even, I looked at it and I went, that's impressive. But here's what I don't want. I don't want uh, Call of Duty that I can play on my four. What what I want is a a game from that developer that I can only play on my Switch. But I think that's what you're going to get. I, I, you're either going to get that or something I, I that want, is I, comparable. If if it's available on the four or the Xbox One, it's going to be the same as what you get 
on the Switch. I know. So if you got EA who had, well, Unravel was their game, you're going to get games like that. You're not getting the new Mass Effect Andromeda that's going to be bomb and and up to speed with the PS4. Uh, That's the thing is like, oh, EA's on that list. Activision's on that list. Ubisoft's on that list. But those those developers make a crap ton of different kinds of games. Yeah, and they were made on all the systems. And when I saw that, I'm like, that, that that's awesome. But if all if all they're going to do is go, here's here's the game that you can buy on your four, but it's not quite as pretty. Then they lost. That 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 doesn't do anything. Yeah, then 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 they've lost. You, you need you need exclusives. The, the Switch will need exclusives like Bayonetta to. To, but you don't need just one exclusive to draw people to that console because if you if if you release the same game on all the consoles, I'm going to keep buying it on my four. So uh, okay, now when we talk about the gimmick, and, what, and, what are we and, thinking? And, and the just, gimmick of this console is is it the fact that you can take it and hook it up on your TV and then snap those little controllers on and then take it with you on the go? Is that the gimmick that well, we're talking about? Right, because the thi- like at least for, at well least- not well yeah well that well that and you could take the controller. And you can, it's a neat concept, but you know, they showed you playing on the basketball court and they sat there and they pulled out the, 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 the mini TV screen, I guess you would call it. I, I don't know what the official That's name the is. That's the switch. Flip open the <laughs> kickstand, stick it, stick it down there yeah, with the, the switch screen, flip open the kickstand, sit it there. Here, I'll hand you one half of my control, my, uh, my Joy-Con. I'll take the other half and now we can both play a split screen game together. Yeah, that 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 that's a cool that's a cool concept. I'm, I'm not I'm not lying here. But how many of us are gonna are really gonna use well, it? And, but and, that's the thing is okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I well I I'll let you go because I actually want to uh, touch on another point. Go ahead. Well, so I mean the the thing is is that is quote unquote a gimmick. What they've got here is the natural progression of the Wii U. The Wii U came with a gamepad, and everybody's like, "Oh, this is awesome! Like I can go and sit in my bathroom and take a shit while I'm playing Mario Kart, or I no, can everyone go, was I can go sit on my couch, or I can take this with me on the bus." And then it's like, "No, actually, if you step more than three feet away from your Wii U, this thing isn't gonna work." So basically, they've taken that concept and taken it to the next level, where it's like, "Yeah, you absolutely can take this on the bus. You can take this to the hotel room. You can do all these things with." it uh so i don't know how much of that is a gimmick and then on top of that is they're taking this this ostensibly will be the nintendo system eventually uh, they're not going to kill the 3ds right away because it's fucking selling like gangbusters but eventually they will phase it out and i see this being the only nintendo platform what that means is they get all the games that they develop for the 3ds and all the games they develop for the the system all get to go to one system so all of that development time all of those exclusives can be made for one system which means there should be more games that come out for it than having to divide their development between the two systems so i i, I see it being a benefit in that way the thing that kind of gets me that that worries about me is the size of it because it literally is like a fucking gamepad like a wii u gamepad and like who's gonna walk around with their goddamn gamepad you know, like it's it's fucking huge. Stick it in their back pocket. It, yeah, like I I can walk around with my Vita or even my 3DS XL in my pocket. The only way this motherfucker is gonna fit in a pocket is if I start wearing Jenkos again. If I get me some 36 inch <laughs> Jenkos, then I can walk around with this bitch in my pocket. But otherwise, I'm gonna have to get a big ass fanny pack to put this motherfucker in to walk around in public. And and here, here's the thing that cargo. Here's the thing that I want to touch on. You know, like it, call it you know my mindset because I live in a big city. I live in New York City. 
you, you touched on the thing that you could bring this thing on the bus. But as you can see in the video, the 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 side the sides come off, which are the controllers. All I'm picturing is you're on the bus or you're on the train, you're playing this thing. Somebody reaches in, grabs the the screen, and yanks it while your hands you're are on the controllers. You're just left with the controllers in your hands. Right. And I, that's that's immediately thought. It's like, how fast is it going to be for somebody? Because you're, you know, when you're holding on to something, it's you, you have a little, you know, friction. This, they just grab the screen and pull. It's coming right off. They're probably going to have to push it towards you. Actually. Because of the way the actually, controls Actually, no, no, it's, actually, it, I don't think it would because the controllers go go on from the top down. Yeah, so down. they'll have to push the screen towards you to break it loose. But even then, I mean, it's still an issue. Yeah, they, they would have to pull it. Then the question is, well, yeah, how, still be an uh, issue. Will, will you be able to buy the controllers separately and how much will they cost? Because otherwise, all they've got is, is half a system that's fucking worthless because they don't have the controllers. Well, that's, that's you've the got, point. you've that... got the other half of the system that's fucking worthless because you've only got the controllers. The way they're looking at it is the, the, the screen is basically the whole entire system, which is basically a tablet. So, I mean... The whole thing is like my—that's just my mind frame of going. I, I like I saw a guy on the train one time. He's sitting by on. The, he's sitting right by the door, and this guy is walking up the train and yanks this guy's beach right off his head. The door's closed and he's they, gone. It's gone, and that, that's all I'm picturing. It's like somebody's gonna be on a fucking New York City train playing their switch. Somebody's gonna walk by, snatch the screen. Doors gonna close, and what are you gonna do? Yeah, there. I mean, there's definite issues, but then there's there's the usefulness of like like if I want to play fucking Mario Kart in bed before I go to sleep, I can't do that because my Wii U's downstairs and my gamepad ain't gonna reach upstairs. Like there ain't no way in hell. Or if I gotta take a shit and I'm gonna go sit on the toilet and I can play some goddamn Mario Kart there. Or if I'm going on a trip, if I'm going out of town to go visit family, or if I'm gonna be in a hotel for a little while, it's kind of convenient to be able to to know that I can. If I'm playing the new Zelda game because it just came out and I'm super psyched, but hey, I've gotta take this trip. You know, rather than pack up the whole fucking system, I can just take the screen and the controllers and I can continue playing my games and off wherever you go. I am. I mean, there's benefits there, yeah, but there's definitely the, the, some questions that need answered for sure. Well, the 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 price the price point. Well, the next question I need answered is what's the connectivity when you're playing this thing in the park? Does it have internet? Are we going off of 4G? Are we going off of 3G? What is the connectivity because once you leave the house you're basically your on point online play is gone. Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah, if you don't have Wi-Fi, like if if it doesn't have cellular capability, and then do they go like like Sony did, and like you have to have an AT and T, you know, in order to use this, and, and that then, quick and I that mean, quickly die because that's not, they don't even give that option on Vitas no more. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. I'm cautiously optimistic. There is, but you, also you it got... seems like the internet was like super fucking hyped the day this was announced, and. I was like, you guys need to just calm the fuck down, slow your roll, because this is not going to be like a PlayStation killer or an Xbox killer. This is going to be a Nintendo console. It will be a good Nintendo console, but it's still going to be a Nintendo console. Yeah, I mean, I was, uh, you know, I, I was relieved when I watched the trailer. Um, I feel like there's a lot more hype and a lot more buildup around the Switch than there ever was the Wii U, um, which is why I made that joke earlier. Like, people were asking, what's a Wii U? Because uh, people were quite literally, even people yeah, that owned the Wii, no they had no idea. Um, the Switch, when it was announced upon release of the trailer, got more than 10 million views on YouTube, became the largest trending video on YouTube. Uh, as of like, you know, well, whenever the whenever the trailer released. Uh, that's awesome. 
So, the, um, and and most of the feedback was was positive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but I, I was gonna <clears> argue <throat> that it was overly positive. I think people were, you know, yeah, just like I mean, freak out. But I want to I want to actually talk thing. about the trailer from the perspective of a business student. I'm currently getting my master's of business administration, my MBA. Uh, I my undergrad was in marketing. I think this was a brilliant trailer. I mean, the trailer was well done, well put together. It displayed a lot of the features, and yeah. n- not one person who was in this trailer was a kid. Every single one of the people in this trailer was an adult. An adult. That's a good point. An adult who plays video games. It wasn't like, well, hey, buy this for your kids. And not only that, but gear, the console itself looks yeah, like they're a gearing premium it towards us. product. Like it doesn't yeah. look like a little plastic piece of chintzy crap. It looks like something that that you would be proud to walk around if, with. You know, like it, it's a hipster device. Like this is like. This yeah. thing looks good as shit, and it's going to be cool, and you're going to go up to your rooftop, you know, and play with your friends and you know, all that other shit. But, like, this this trailer, especially the launch trailer, like, they're, they're keying in on their hardcore fans, the people who grew up with Nintendo, who want to continue to see Nintendo do well. And, you know, like, I'm sure it's going to come where they're, you know, they're going to have shit for kids. They're going to have shit for the family. But, like, for this to be the first trailer, I think it was really smart. Well, that's what we've been screaming from the mountaintops for years. Like, we are your Nintendo fan base. We're the ones that have have bought in Nintendo for years. Like, serve us, you know. Give us something. Not, you know, like, it's nice that you're making games for kids. That's great. But at the same time, we want these more mature titles. Not necessarily, uh, you know, you don't have to put out Gears of War on... Last of Us. On the Switch. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, um, but support your, your IPs, support your, your main titles. I've always made this argument, uh, what the hell is Metroid? Like, we, exactly. we have that. Federation Force th- just came out. I'm just kidding. I'm totally oh. just fucking kidding. <laughs> I, I know, I know. And that's my thing, right? You finally release a Metroid, and it's utter garbage. Like, you know, get Retro Studios back on, if, if they can, you know. They just made two uh, awesome... Uh, Donkey Kong Country uh, reboots. Get them, have them make another, uh, you know, have them collab, make another Metroid. Um, I I think that's really smart coming out the gate, though, with a Zelda title, because that's something we really didn't have. You know, upon launch, we had, uh, what, Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, and we had Batman, and we, you know, people were like, oh, they have third-party support. Well, no, not really. Uh, Because those games had already been out for a while, and, you know, they didn't, look as great on the wii u um i suspect this is going to be just the same honestly i think they're going to come out and third parties are going to have whatever oh this is you know one of the best games and you should play it here but i think the only way this is sustainable is if those like like yield said those developers are able to make games that that work on this system and play to its strengths and not just dumb down whatever the hot game of the day is and and i really think that indie support would do them you know Oh, would do them a world of ju- yeah it would do them a world of justice um because you remember like when shovel knight came out it was a wii u exclusive uh for a while uh but you know the, well with i the mean wii with, u, with the vita kind of dying a slow death like it's almost the the next logical step is to if you're wanting to make it a game that's going to be you know cater to hardcore gamers it's going to be able to be taken on the go uh eaten in bite-sized chunks like this this may be the yeah. platform of choice going forward right and uh you know but like i said coming out with uh, uh, uh the zelda title right out the gate right at launch i think is very smart 
um, and you know give us like a a good triple A title to play instead of playing yet another mediocre two D Mario game. Granted, like you know Mario Wii U was was good, but it, let's face it, it wasn't Galaxy. It wasn't Galaxy Two. Hell, Mario 3D World wasn't Galaxy or Galaxy 2, nope. in my opinion. That that so the they did show like short clip of the 3D Mario game that's supposed to be coming to this, and that looks promising. That looks like a Mario 64, like brought up to a new to a new standard, which I think is what people need. Right. A lot of people suspected to be a, a tech demo, but I don't know. Uh, I think they do have a Mario in the world not to not to actually make a full fledged 3D Mario. Oh, game. yeah. That, I mean, I'm sure they are. Um, the last I heard, Miyamoto said something about the new Mario game is going to be uh, uh, something. Uh, it's going to be a different type of Mario, is what he said. So, who knows? Um, I don't know. I, I want to see them take chances like they did in the past because there's so many great games. Um, and I've always made this argument too. You know, like you had Super Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars on the Super Nintendo, fantastic role-playing game. And then they started giving us Paper Mario. In my opinion, Paper Mario wasn't nowhere near as good. Uh, so it's gonna be—I don't know—it's gonna be interesting to see how they handle it this time. Uh, I, I, I'm hopeful for the future of Nintendo. I think this was a smart move. I think uh, you know the fact that they're gonna have Pokemon on this system is a brilliant move. Right? Yeah, the ability to play Pokemon on your fucking TV—like that's something that's never ever happened unless you had like a Game Boy player for your for your. Uh, GameCube, you know, but like yeah. that's that's a huge huge step, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Like I said, I I want them to do good. I think it will do good, but I think people need to go into this with proper expectations. Just like I said earlier, you know, the hype kills dreams. If you go in this to this expecting it to be huge, it's it's just gonna disappoint you. You think the the Switch is gonna have Street Pass? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Or Amiibo support? Oh, they they already they already confirmed it's gonna have Amiibo support. On the go. And yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Street Pass is kind of one of those things. Like, uh, I, I, I guess I like to do it because I like to play all those little games, but it's not that important to me. It doesn't have to be there. I'm just wondering about because they've kind of said that they're not they're not really t- going to talk anymore about it, not for a while. I, I, I want I want price point, and I want to know what you're getting with with, with the console. Because you know they've they, they said they're going to release a a pro controller. Kind of everybody's kind of putting it in quotations. More of a more of a a it looks like an Xbox you know. Controller. It looks like an Xbox controller, which I have nothing against. That that'll but, be extra. You know they That's they show you in the, the video. I didn't think so, but but they show you in the video your what they call the Joy Cons, which is each side of of the tablet. I guess of the controller yeah. of the tablet. So. The the bracket or the the hub yeah, so, that yeah, those I think two Joy Cons clip on does does that come with the console? I bet, I bet or it are does. Are you just going to get your two individual Joy Cons and the base? Yeah, no, you're going to get the base. You're going to get the the screen. You're going to get the Joy Con. You're going to get the little shell because that's all I think it is is a shell that holds those those Joy Cons. Uh, I think it's awesome that it looks like a dog and that they, somebody turned around and made like an animated dog that looks like that thing that's fucking adorable uh but i think that's what's <laughs> going to come with it base that is cool did you did you see Kotaku, did you see kotaku's image where they like made it like in a different color oh yeah all the different colors and stuff it, yeah and they're like you know it's coming i saw the i saw the one orange one and i'm like sold <laughs> so there's a lot of positive and negative news surrounding it 
after even after it's you know uh, reveal, um, I don't want to elaborate too much because I'm, I'm going to actually be talking a lot about this on uh, the uh, the show I'll be recording tonight with Nate. But uh, <clears throat> it's uh, I don't know. It's, it's exciting time for us. You know, we get Red Dead Redemption two. We we get the switch. Um, I, I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of aggravated Nintendo's went media silent again, you know, because they reveal it and everyone's running at them, you know, asking questions and it's like, oh, well, uh, we can't answer at this time, you know, so. Um, yeah, so they said be... that they weren't going to have any more official announcements until 2017. That's that's just Nintendo being Nintendo. Like, they've always been like that. Yeah. I'm I'm, 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 I'm glad it's coming in March. I'm, I'm going to play a, a uh, um, I'm happy with what I saw. I'm going to play kind of like Troy said. I'm going to play more of kind of a a wait and see. Look, look you know, sh- you know, sh- show, you know. Well, maybe that's not totally what you said. Sorry. Yeah, no, but you, you just. I'm going to play. Expect. Gauge I, your expectations. I'm going to play yes. Zelda: Breath of the Wild. <laughs> well, see that that's the same. I don't. I I didn't buy a Wii U because all they had for me was Mario Kart, and then they brought. Uh, Wind Waker to HD, so that was the only. And then Splatoon looked cool, but by then I'm like, I'm not buying a console for three games. Splatoon came out way after everyone had given up on the Wii U. To be honest, and that's just that's just me. The people that remained loyal to the Wii U, I believe, you know, bought into Splatoon, and Splatoon was great. You know, um, it's just by the time everyone had traded in their Wii U's or, or just given up or decided not to buy one, it's like. Hey, we got this really neat IP, which finally. Hey, I got to serve these trophies, guys. Sweet, lay it on us. So in Shadow of Mordor, there's this neat little trophy called Fly You Fools, where you shoot down this uh, nest of, uh, or this beehive, rather. And uh, what it does is it causes the enemies to become afraid, and they run off, and then from there you can chase them down, grab them, interrogate them, kill them, whatever you want to do. Uh but you keep you, you do that with a certain group of enemies. I think you have to do it with like ten or more enemies. Maybe I have to look at look it up. But uh, like ten enemies anyway. in a group, or like ten individual times. I think it's a number of enemies total that you scare with the actual beehive. Gotcha. I'm looking it up right now to confirm. But uh, when you do so, the trophy pops. It says "Fly, you fools!" And I thought that was pretty funny because it's a nod to the famous line in the first Lord of the Rings movie. And uh, later on in the game. There's actually a part in the story where you have to escape. Uh, I think the enemy's running after you or whatever, and you have to escape, get to a safe zone. Um, but the wraith that accompanies you in the game, Killer Brimbor, uh, he says, fly, you fool. So I thought it was kind of cool. Um, a nod to the, the famous line from Gandalf in the first Lord of the Rings movie, so... Which is probably a, a nod to the books, I would assume. I don't know. I've never read them. Which is a nod to the original tablet that they found in the Dead Sea. Which is a nod to the brain of J.R. Tolkien. <laughs> He's that old. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my Sophie's Trophy. And I hope I didn't spoil anything. For okay, brilliant. The game, so. No. No, I liked it. So, um, I, our topic of the week is kind of a, a downer, if, if you will. Um, as of, let me scroll down here. Let's see, when was that done? The 21st. Oh, so this has already happened. 
Yeah. So as of see today, Friday. Yeah, as of Friday at twelve oh one a.m. Pacific time, the uh, Screen Actors Guild American Federation of Television and Radio Artists have gone on strike. SAG-AFTRA. And, yeah, so that's basically your voice actors. And it affects companies like Activision, Blindlight, uh, the core of Disney Films, Disney Character Voices, Formosa Interactive, Insomniac Games, Interactive Associates, Take-Two, VoiceWorks Productions, and WB Games. So, um... I, I could go through this whole thing. Basically, they wanted more... More money. Uh, <laughs> more money for less work. Or not less work. Wait, no. Let me word it right. Um, more money... Over time, I think... It, for less working time. Yeah. yeah. So what it, it is... Basically, is they, let's say they... Let's say... they Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. You're no, the business no, you guy. You, 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 you. What, what, that, that, what, what they said here in... Uh, an example I, I would say that they gave in the article was, let's say they do four hours in a day worth of voice voice acting. They wanted to do to cut it down to two because of the um, uh, injury, uh, and, I, and I say that because I don't know the right word to strain. use, that you could cause on your vocal strain. cords. Or strain, thank you. The strain you could use on your vocal cords. So they wanted to do the four hours, cut it down to two, but you still get paid for four. I also think uh, some of this was at least, I don't know if it directly deals with this, but this has been kind of going on for a little while. I think they were wanting to also maybe get more money over time based on the sales of the game rather than just getting paid up front for the work. Yeah, so, that's, that's part of it because uh, they... Yeah, so originally I think the idea was they would take less money up front in order to get more money over time. So if you if you were the voice actor in, like say, GTA Five, and that thing's made god-awful amount of money like you got your paycheck and that's it whereas this way you would continue to see royalties off of those sales of the game over time and especially with you know it's now some of that i don't i don't have is because those voice actors got paid for the game on the playstation 3 and then when it was ported over to the 4 it boosted sales and rockstar made hand over fist and money but those actors never saw another dime See, I in, in in that aspect, and I did read that down here farther, skimming through the, the the article. I don't necessarily have a problem with that, especially on your on your bigger budget games that you're going to be like, yeah, that's going to be a success. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. As the the, the problem that I see with this is that, and and I know, um, well, I'll just come out and say it. Sometimes unions try to take more bite than what they need to instead of trying to find a happy medium. Yeah, I think and I, I think, know that's going to aggravate. Some as, as I think a, that's as, the nature. As of a it. union guy, I can verify that. And and, and and yeah, I think it's I think it's the nature of negotiation, though. Like, I mean, anytime and, if and, you're looking and, at like say Pawn Stars, like you're going to come in there and you're going to hit them with a high number because you know that they're going to work you down. So you want to try and meet somewhere in the middle. So you want to hit them with a higher number because you're going to eventually hit a middle ground. That's the, that's the nature of negotiations. You don't want to give them too much ground to start negotiations. So when this is all finally settled, like it's not going to be nearly as as big, and they know that. Like they know that's I mean that's negotiating 101. That's the way I see it. So basically, it only affects video game 
that were, went into production after February of 2015. So I'm sure this will get fixed. I'm sure it'll get fixed fairly soon, but yeah. And I mean, I can I can kind of see the strain thing too. Like if you look at, um, I mean, I don't. I mean, Troy Baker, Troy Baker as the Joker. That was probably pretty fucking tough to pull off. I mean, Troy Baker in you know practically everything else he's ever done is just Troy Baker talking, which is you know. I mean, I guess I'm feeling a little strained sitting here talking to you guys for the last two hours, but you know, I don't. I'm not getting paid anyway, so if I double my pay, that's still double and nothing. We're, we're, but, it's um, a mental we're, strain. We're gonna give you royalties on the back end, Troy. But if you look at, <laughs> but if you look at a uh, freaking snake, what's his face? Uh, David Hader. David, David Hader. Hader. Like I know for a fact that that snake voice. If you're sitting in the booth for hours and hours and hours trying to make that snake voice, that's gotta fucking do like crazy amounts of damage to your voice over time. Voice acting always is always fascinating to me. Um, recently, I've been following a lot of like uh, um, Sean Shamil and uh, Chris Sabat, the voices of uh, Goku and Vegeta and Dragon Ball Z. Huge Dragon Ball Z fan, and you know, listen to some of their stories about like how they would they would record like the the orange box seasons of Dragon Ball Z for, to, that Funimation digitally remastered for DVD, and like as soon as they were done, they didn't even have time to like. Uh, celebrate, they had to turn around and start recording Kai. <laughs> like, it was that fast. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of yelling, a lot of straining in that show. Uh, I believe Sean Chamel gives a, gives an account of, uh, you know, the first time he had did the scene where Goku turned Super Saiyan was one of the most strenuous things he ever had to do. Um, but I'm sure those guys get paid well, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they get paid well. But with, 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 with video games, you know, I think that, you know, uh, people associate a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of the, these video game characters with their voices, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, look at when they switched from Hater to, to Kiefer Sutherland. Like, that was a huge oh, yeah. deal. It just freaking sucked. I'm sorry, it did. Why? Well, uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to go there. Don't defend that game. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I was going to say, I I honestly think they brought in uh, Kiefer because they wanted to change the voice between Big Boss and... And, and, and yeah, I yeah, think that's yeah. honestly yeah, why they it. brought him in. So they brought him in and made him say five things. Yeah. It is what it is. I, I've always, I mean, Snake is one of my all time favorite video game characters, I and agree. Kiefer Sutherland is one of my all time favorite actors. So I was okay with that switch, but I, I understand why a lot of people were not okay with that switch. Yeah, I switch. Like, I, I like <laughs> I, the only thing that pissed me off about it is they, they really didn't even talk to David Hader before it happened. David Hader didn't even know. Uh, Phantom Pain was being made until we saw the pre- the news story that Keither was doing the voice. But yeah, I mean, I think you know, there's there's got to be some kind of common ground they can come on, you know, or come to and 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 you know work this out. Uh, this will. has been in the works. This has been in the works for a while. Yeah, they've been talking about this for like at least a year or more. <clears throat> so I, I remember it got brought up months ago, and and again, and uh, what kind of went dark for a while. So. I was kind of surprised to see it, you know, resurface. So I'm interested to see what happens, and I hope it all works out. Because, uh, you know, affecting games like Insomniac, you know, they have a Spider-Man game coming out. People are highly anticipating that, so it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. So they'll get it worked out. It'll be fine. Tricky, you want to do housekeeping? Do I have to? Well, you would do it better than me. I mean, I can do it. 
Heaven forbid you have to host your show, Tricky. So it's time to close out the show. No, no. Oh, well, I don't think no we have any listener emails or voicemails. No housekeeping. Tri- no, no housekeeping. No housekeeping. No housekeeping. We, we, any listener emails or voicemails? What do we have to do to make that happen? Like, what do we need to do to get people to write in emails so that we can read them and talk about them? That needs to happen. We had a strain of, what, three weeks? Four weeks in a row we had one. Poopergamer.com is looking for some staff members and looking for some writers, podcasters, news reporters, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to the site, click on the Help Wanted tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of our articles and all of our videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proving Gamer. If you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. First one is the phone number. Yield, what's that number? 330-PROVEN-9. 330-776-8369. You can also send us an email at trophyhorrors at com. Make it happen. Send in those emails. Do it. This is your homework assignment this week. If you're listening to this show, send an email. Ask questions. Make comments on what you heard. I want, I want emails next week. Or we're sending the trophy horse killer. I'll after come you. and get you, and you don't want the trophy horse killer coming uh, to get you. Oh, he Are def- you to be oh, the you, trophy You don't horse know killer? the story behind that, do you, Frosty? We, I don't uh, remember. Do I, I don't know? remember who gave you the name Troy, but there was a time where Troy would make like he would come on like every three weeks or so, but he would only come on the show when somebody was going to miss a show. We never brought him on as like. A fifth whore. Just a normal guest. Like, I was the replacement. So it was like, oh, he must have killed Donnie. And, and it was right when Alex. Walking Dead was just getting started. And, like, so it, it just, I don't know who named him the Trophy Horse Killer, but it just seemed like every time Troy came on a show, somebody would be missing. We'd have to ask Troy, where'd you hide the body? We, Troy, where'd you hide the body? Somebody was gone. So. So he became the Trophy Horse Killer, and then he went on a two-year podcast hiatus. Yeah. So, well, Trophy Horse Killer is back in action, all right? I disappeared off the off the FBI's most wanted list, but I'm back in action. So are so we harboring a fugitive right now? We need emails. We need... <laughs> nah, you'll never find me. You can also leave us in, uh, a voicemail on the SpeakPipe app. They are found on the right side of ProvingGamer.com and our Facebook page. If you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. But go sh- listen to our other podcast, PG Spoilers, which Frosty is going to be doing an episode soon, hopefully. <laughs> uh, yeah, I-, I beat Rise of the Tomb Raider, so I'm ready for that one. Uh, g- g- go listen to Remember the Loop. <laughs> sure you are. The Smart Marks and I'm sure you Frosty's are. new show, which has a horrible name, The Good, The Bad, and The Microtransactions, which should be debuting... It should be debuting what? Two I like days the after this show, if I get the show out on time. Yes, uh, next Friday is our first show. So if you're listening, yes. well, if you're listening, it'd be this uh, Friday. All, Regardless, it's this Friday. All of our podcasts it's can it's be a found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Tune in. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, there are PlayStation Four communities. There is the Proving Gamer PlayStation 4 community group. There is the uh, Trophy Horse 1, which is dubbed the T-Dubs Brothel, because Shuhei won't let us say whores on the PlayStation Network. And then we have Yields, which is the Platinum Guild. That is going to bring us to the end of our housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. Our first sponsor is Extra Life. Tell us about Extra Life, Rusty. Actually, you know what? 
No, you know, no, 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 no. Let Troy do it, because Troy is the Extra Life man. A proven gamer is sponsored by Amazon. You go to provengamer.com. <laughs> click on the Amazon link. You can pre-order my new console, the Nintendo Switch. Wahoo! Okay. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Troy, do, do your thing. Oh, we should talk about Extra Life. No, that was good. You, you plugged Amazon, <laughs> so that was that was good. Now I'm going to talk about Extra Life. Extra Life is a 24-hour video game marathon for the Children's Miracle Network. So basically, uh, you go in, you sign up, you uh, take pledges and donations, and the official day is November 5th, but you can do it pretty much anytime you want. Uh, you play video games for Children's Miracle Network. You pick the Children's Miracle Network hospital of your choice, and uh, yeah, just play games, heal kids. Uh, I'm sure Proven Gamer has a team that they would love to have you join them. So head on over to extra-life.org. You can probably search for the Proven Gamer team. Uh, sign up is free, or you can pay $15 to be a Platinum member, uh, which gets you some goodies if you raise enough money. And uh, Yield, tell us how they can go fund us. Go to GoFundMe.com backslash Proven Gamer. We've got some trophy-themed uh, donations set up because uh, we... The Four Horsemen are trying to raise some monies to give you, the Hordom, a better podcasting experience. So if you would like to help out, hit the site, take a look. If you want to donate some money, awesome. Uh, you can get tricky to actually platinum a good game. That that, that That's one of the donations that you All can do. All right. So. And the all-glass sponsor is Amazon. If you couldn't would each and every time you do your shopping on Amazon, go to Proving Gamer first. Click on any Amazon link and continue to do normal shopping. Doesn't cost you anything extra and does help out the site tremendously. With that being said, that means he's that means he's not using your Amazon plug there, Frosty. Sorry. Well, actually, I've been, I don't know if you guys been listening. <laughs> I've been using uh, Sweet Mama D's. So, oh, uh, good times. I see how it is. Well, uh, fine, I'll use Frosties, but I'm trying to hurry the show up so Troy can go watch <laughs> The Walking Dead. Yes, please. Um, it's 7 o'clock. With that being said, let's move on to our shout-outs. Troy, your shout-outs. Yes, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I think this was an awesome podcast. I really liked the way it flowed. I liked the conversation. Everything was great about it. You guys are awesome. Thank you for having me. Switch. Frosty. Uh, shout out to my lovely wife for letting me do this show in my man cave. Uh, shout out to you guys for having me on the show once again. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Shout out to the Rangers who just scored. That was fitting. Uh, shout out to my Carolina Gamecocks. You still suck, but I love you. And uh, that's it for my shout outs. Appreciate it, guys. I enjoyed it. Had a blast. Yield your shout outs. Uh, shout out to Troy and Frosty for filling in again this week. A shout out to Lucia and Alex, who I know will Alex would have loved to have been here for the Switch Talk. So, so um, yeah. Shout out to Tricky for letting me host this week and then doing the housekeeping because I, I still say we need to just plug it in at the end. But at the same time, it's funny to derail him. Um, a shout out to... All of my members of the Platinum Guild, shout out to all of Hordom for uh, down, the downloads and then telling people to listen to us. And, uh, yeah, that'll do me this week. Switch! And I want to give a shout out to uh, everybody that listens. I want to give a shout out to Frosty and to uh, Troy for coming in. Um, 
I want to give a special shout out to Sweet Mama D, who uh, will be turning eight years old uh, a couple days after you guys are listening to this podcast. Happy birthday. Uh, with that being said, if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Peace out. Switch. Switching off the podcast. Yahoo! Check it. You done made it to another one. Replay. Oh, download another one. Continue your horn out. Or you can go and do a tricky man and chop it. However you do it, you do it just to look at the ray and leave a comment. And thanks for getting listen to the show. Now it's time for me to go. Peace out to another episode.